0: hi everyone this is Deb McBride and welcome to my astrology podcast it is Monday the 8th of October 2018 and I am broadcasting from beautiful Costa Rica where the crickets are chirping and it is Columbus Day in the United States it is Thanksgiving in Canada and we have a new moon in a few minutes So the new moon is at 15 degrees of Libra, Libra, which is ruled by Venus, which is retrograde in Scorpio. And when we deal with a retrograde Venus in Scorpio, we can expect passion, we can expect intensity. And I have found that this new moon is really very hot and it's incredibly passionate and intense and i found also that the energy is very high and the spark and the inspiration is very high right now Uh, i think that the energy is pretty up up and away (laughs) and one of the reasons for that is not only the rulership of the new moon is venus um, but it's also a place in the uh, zodiac a section of the zodiac called the via combusta which is between 15 degrees of Libra and 15 degrees of Scorpio. Now, the ancients might have called that, you know, malefic, but they called a lot of things malefic, like Mars, which I don't think is malefic um, when you understand its energy. And and in 20th and 21st century psychology, we know how to handle these things. So we see them from a different viewpoint and how the energies may manifest now via combusta. there's a lot of fixed stars that are a little difficult in that section of the zodiac but i think of it as a passionate intense place so this is a new moon that brings us passion and intensity and power and excitement and uh causes us to reconnect with our relationships in that venus and scorpio way so we may meet people we have, haven't have seen in a long time. We may hear from people we haven't talked to in a while. We may have old lovers come back, old friends come back, old colleagues come back. It's about people um, and social situations. So it's not just any sort of, uh, you know, it has to be a love relationship, not, not any sort of specifics. You could hear from a dear friend that you haven't heard from in a long time or f- feel the need to reach out to them. But all of that is very very powerful and interesting. Um, tomorrow the 9th, Mercury will go into Scorpio in the evening, Eastern time. And what's going to happen is then we're going to have three planets in Scorpio. We're going to have Mercury. We're going to have Venus and we're going to have Jupiter, which has been there all year. Venus is going to be in Scorpio all month. And when we get to Wednesday, uh, Venus will not be alone. Venus is going to get joined by the moon in Scorpio. So now we have four planets at that point in Scorpio. So it'll be Moon, Venus, Mercury, and Jupiter. And what's going to happen is we are going to, we have to look at what we call dispositorship in astrology. We have to look at where the ruler of that sign happens to be. So what's going to happen is we look at all the four planets that are in Scorpio. We see them as ruled by Pluto, of course, because they are ruled by Pluto. And Pluto is in Capricorn. And what rules Capricorn? But Saturn. Saturn is in Capricorn. Saturn's its own sign. So that means that for the majority of this month, Saturn is going to really be ruling the heavens so when we look at this experience of scorpio energy it takes us to saturn if you can understand that if you can believe that that's pretty interesting because because of the venus retrograde in scorpio and because of pluto in capricorn so when we get to the saturn point of this what do we know about saturn well we know that it's extremely uh commitment oriented loyal focused dedicated and expects you to do the right thing so what happens when we get all this energy channeled through saturn is that this month is going to be about you know work focus commitment hard work and and you know what we're really looking at because venus is going to be in scorpio all month is that venus is involved with saturn and pluto Now, since it's retrograde, and I was saying that people come back from the past, we may have intense encounters with people. We may have passionate rekindlings with people. We may have um, a revisit of projects we might have tried to do that we were passionate about, and then they come back to us, or we start to see them in a new light. Um, Pluto-Venus can also bring triangles, so there's a theme of that. Pluto, you know... Even though it's disposed of by Saturn, try to do the right thing there. But Venus is in Scorpio and it's retrograde, and it is really sometimes you it's just bigger than this you know it's bigger than both of you. And you just need to work through whatever it is that Venus and Scorpio, ruled by Pluto is showing you. So in the meantime, when we look at this new moon today we know that it's ruled by venus we know that libra is a place of aesthetic and beauty and charm and and politeness and it's not an out of control sign but it does point right back to venus and scorpio so there's a darker undercurrent there's a passionate connection there is this is not just any new moon remember we're in a hot spot of the zodiac and it's by Venus which is in Scorpio so we're looking at this passionate month and this intensity of this month and the connection to our life this month. Now, Mars is ne- getting out of its shadow finally. It's at 9 degrees Aquarius, and by Wednesday, it will really be finished with the area of the zodiac that it's been in since the beginning of May, or middle of May, sorry. So when it went retrograde at the end of June, Mars uh, was at 9 degrees or so, nine, 945, and it, you know, has been in this area of Aquarius all these months. So we're finally going to get our confidence back. We're finally going to be able to leap forward. We're finally going to feel like all these things with these projects and situations that we have been working on all these months have a life and they can move forward now. Mars is squaring Venus. Venus is squaring Mars. Venus is the Faster moving planet, Venus is squaring Mars, so they're they're connected. And Wednesday the tenth, we're going to have another Venus square Mars that we have had in these last few months. We had a couple of Venus Mars squares earlier in the year, and then a few weeks ago. And so this is a continuing saga of a situation of a relationship. Um, again, does not have to be personal love affair. Meanwhile, Mars is also it's in Aquarius. It's in an air sign, and we have a lovely aspect to the new moon because they are in air signs. So the good news is that there's this nice support from Mars coming along here. Um, so we're getting some good Mars. We're getting to move forward. We, we should watch these next few days in in this week because we're moving out of this uh, planetary you know, Scorpio intensity. We're going to be moving through this over the next few days and we're going to be moving out of, out of, you know, the, the nicey, nicey Libra realm because the sun will be the only planet in Libra at that point. And that is not the best place for the sun. The sun is exalted in Aries. It's at its fall in Libra. So it, it's not going to be very strong considering, you know, it's in the face of all this Scorpio energy. Uh, which is also co-ruled by Mars. So we've got a, an intense, passionate week ahead. We're going to see some very interesting things. We are going to connect with, you know, some dark qualities. You know, just because this is the nature of Scorpio. We're not all light and fluffy and fuzzy. This is this is going to be. You know, we have to dig deep here, and maybe some deep conversations need to happen as Mercury moves into Scorpio. Mercury also is a little sarcastic in Scorpio, which is funny um, but you know they are they they are indicating those planets in scorpio are all indicating a very strong intense conversation um and uh getting to the bottom of certain things at this point but Mercury is going to oppose Uranus on Wednesday, and the moon will also oppose Uranus. This is all going to happen in the middle of the night, Eastern time, because the moon is going to go with Mercury. It's going to, the moon is going into Scorpio. Mercury will have gone into Scorpio. Both of them will be opposing Uranus, which is, has retrograded to the very early parts of Taurus. Um... And then actually next month, November is going to get a little different because things are going to start moving into Sagittarius, um, like Jupiter and you know, Mercury and stuff. Um, but moving moving the moon through Scorpio with Mercury, yeah, there may be some very interesting and surprising conversations because it's Uranus. But this is a great time for analysis. This is a great time to do numbers work. This is a great time to do any sort of... Um, work or thoughtful process where you are really using your skills of analysis and brilliance. So that's the nature of a Mercury opposite Uranus. And Mercury really, when it's in Scorpio, dives into the deep end and gets connected to whatever uh, deeper thoughts can get, can come to the surface, can be brought to the surface. And Uranus can certainly help that process. So I think we've got an interesting week here. I think that you know we have to bear in mind that we're dealing with some very profound energies and that we need to handle them with care. And we need to be especially uh, aware during this time. And don't be afraid to go deep. Don't be afraid to connect with whatever is happening for you. Um, don't be fluffy and on the surface. You can't be. This is about going deep deep and intense this is about learning things that are not on the surface this is about information coming to you possibly that requires thought or, or is a very very thought provoking or very um, it, you know requires research or, or depth of understanding so those are all good things those are all good things we have to use the Scorpio energy wisely And as long as we work hard, as long as we focus, as long as we are committed, we're going to get the best of this month because this month is really about, you know, doing that Saturn. And Saturn is really a profound, profound um, presence right now because Saturn is in uh, its own sign. So when we deal with Saturn, and when we are, you know, we have to make sure that we're doing things with integrity and loyalty and commitment. We can't, you know, this is a little complicated. Scorpio and Capricorn do work well together and they are very strong together. And that's the good news is that they are strong together because they can, um they can really make a resilient situation or resilient person. So if you're a Capricorn with a dose of Scorpio or vice versa, Scorpio with a dose of Capricorn, um, you can be a very resilient person that really can get to the bottom of things and be very successful. It's an, actually a success combination. So when we're dealing with all this Saturn and Pluto, it's entangled with Venus and you know Jupiter too. But really, relationship-wise, we have to consider the Venus-Pluto-Saturn connection because Venus and Pluto are obviously connected through the Scorpio, and it's all about that darker goddess underworld experience um darker part of relationships understanding the the depth of the relationships and also it could be venus could be triangles when it's in scorpio and when it's like connected to pluto like this you know this is this is um maybe passion that you cannot resist that you cannot deny and maybe something where it's bigger than both of you so just be aware of that just be aware of that and take it one step at a time. Um, But I think that I have an optimistic feeling about all of this. I don't feel bad. Um, I do think that there's a lot of chaos going on right now in the world, Um, but I think we can handle it. And I think if we stay focused and deal with Saturn, we are going to be able to handle it. So on that note, I also want to talk a bit about Pluto, which has uh, crossed the ecliptic in the heavens and is approaching its own south node now we talk about the nodes of the moon the nodes of the moon the south node is in aquarius still and the north node is in leo but we know that we know about the north node and the south node and when we deal with the south node um we are dealing with karmic patterns old habits die hard stuff that we need to break things that we may not need to um things that we we shouldn't necessarily need to revisit but somehow we get pulled back into them again pluto at its own south node now every planet has a node every planet has north and south nodes uh the moon we are very familiar with because we deal with it every day and it moves quickly and the outer planets nodes move very very slowly so we don't typically deal with them very often you can look at the planetary nodes in your own astrological chart. Uh, if you have that ability, or if you have an astrologer, you can ask them about it. But the really important thing is that Pluto when it crosses its South node. You know, the South node can be a bit chaotic in our lives. Like I said, all habits, all old habits die hard in, in this case. And so when we're dealing with the the planet of transformation and death and rebirth and Renaissance, when it goes to its, you know, it's sort of, Achilles heel, <laughs> we're going to see some chaos and we're going to see some very weirdly interesting patterns emerging. And, you know, this is, Pluto is more than halfway through Capricorn and we still have, you know, another maybe, you know, bunch of years, I think, till 2025 when it goes into Aquarius. But this is, this is really going to be uh a wild time ahead, um, you know. Saturn and Pluto are going to start conjuncting next year, and we, when we start to connect with them, we will have some understanding of uh, old patterns that we have needed to work on. And Saturn and Pluto haven't been together since the early 1980s and if you were alive then and you were an adult and you were living you knew that there was some chaos and um, issues and stuff uh you know in the world of course um particularly in middle eastern politics with the united states and these things may come back to haunt us a bit in the coming year or so so you know saturn and Pluto together are you know we're, we're feeling them all along since last december because Saturn is now in the same sign as Pluto, but as they get closer, and as everything is disposed of by Saturn right now, as the two plants get closer to one another, we are going to have to sort of contend with what this energetically means for each of us and where it appears in our chart. So um, more on that in the future, because we're going to continue to be visiting with them for a while. So in this time now, Pluto is really going to be ruling four planets in these next days and then three planets for most of the month, for the whole month actually. So look to the Pluto in your chart. Look to where Pluto is natally for you and also in transit. Uh, So obviously if you have a copy of your chart, you look to where the Capricorn section is, um, and you can find Pluto in that house uh, in your chart. And you know, if you don't know your chart, you might want to take a look at it online um, or you know, visit an astrologer. So. One of the things that we need to be aware of during this time is that we are we are still also dealing with Chiron, which um, had gone into Aries back in May and now has retrograded back into Pisces for the last time. And this is going to be going on for a little while too, but this is Pisces, the very end of Pisces is the very end of the Zodiac and Chiron, it represents the wounded healer. It represents where we are all wounded. So each of us has to also in this time, in these months ahead, look at our wounds and and certainly the collective wounds um, and where we are going to be you know, needing to heal those wounds and what those wounds are like for us and how we can start to improve them. However, this is more of a sort of emotional chaos thing. Whenever some outer planet or slow moving body that we deal with in our astrological charts makes a sign change, there is an unconscious chaos. There is an unconscious uh, sort of uh recognition of something ending and something beginning we may not have it in our life at our dining room table but we can feel it when we walk through the world and walk outside and so we've got two things moving now we've got uranus an outer planet leaving aries and moving into taurus and it's already been in taurus but it's gonna hit that aries again next month and be there till march and then it leaves for good. And that means we're ending something in the Aries section of our chart. It's something about warrior energy, something about, um, you know, connecting to independent spirit. But Chiron is at the end of the Zodiac and Chiron takes 50 years to go around the entire Zodiac. So if you have, you're about 50, you're going to have your Chiron return. And Chiron has now has been retrograded back into Pisces and it won't see Aries again until really the end of February. So in these months, uh, during the winter months in the Northern Hemisphere, we are going to need to deal with um, our wound and where we're finishing up some elements of our life. And this is really, really quite profound because uh, we have to use some element of surrender here as Chiron ends its journey through the last sign of the Zodiac and at the end of the Zodiac. So, (coughs) excuse me, um, when we're dealing with this, um, we will need to address and connect with where we feel wounded, where the Pisces element is in our chart, and how we Are sort of finishing up one story and (coughs) excuse me Um, this is you know it it creates an underlying unsettling feeling so it's okay we have to work with it Um, this is a profound time we're gonna work through this together and we're gonna watch how all of this manifests in these next months I know people are displeased with things the way they are in the world right now but Obviously, on some level, we're purging something purging something toxic psychologically and in order for us to maybe take action on a different level and you know it, it appears that right now things don't look good, but it it might be because we really need to um, transform in a bigger and more profound way on that note. I say thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'm available for astrology sessions. My uh, website is debmcbride.com. My email is deb at debmcbride.com. And I do Instagram and Twitter at debastrology for both of those. And I often do little videos on Instagram to just describe the astrological effects going on. And I also talk about, um, you know, different... Um, effects that we might be experiencing on Twitter as well. So uh, tune into both of those. I write a blog. It's on my website. And uh, if you have any questions about anything, feel free to connect with me in one of those matters. I appreciate your listening and I thank you very much and have a good week. Take care. Bye-bye.